Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I have my beautiful plant, Thomas, with me. The boy, the man. He's here. He's good. I went away last week, actually. I think I mentioned on last week's podcast. Um, I was going to help pack up a dear family's friend that passed away. And uh, did that Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Uh, and the first night I was there, oh my gosh, I stayed in this little, like, single room. It was a tiny little room, but it didn't have double glazing. And in the UK, it's so cold in winter, especially when you're not in London. And I've slept basically with my head underneath this window. I was so cold. I was so cold. I eventually found another duvet and I just huddled up underneath it like I felt like I was camping, like I was sleeping in a forest. I was so cold. And then the next night I actually went and slept next to my mom. I thought at least it'd be warmer in there. And then we went through to my family for a couple of days and I got to see my mom and dad and my nephew and my brother and my family. So that was all really, really good. So that was great. And then I got home on, when did I get home? I got home Saturday. I had a bit of train delays. And then uh, Saturday night had a couple of drinks. Uh, And then Sunday had a chill day. And then Monday and Tuesday, my dad's been staying with me. So it's been really full on. It's been a bit crazy. So I feel really tired. I feel... I feel like I need a break. I feel like I need a holiday. I'm just feeling really shattered at the moment. And I've got two big busy days of dog grieving. And then I think this weekend coming up, I am just going to crash. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to speak to anybody. I'm just going to be at home. I think that's going to be a much needed needed weekend. So, but I hope everybody's well. I hope you guys are having a good week. I hope everybody is motivated and happy. It's a Wednesday. I can't believe we're almost halfway through this week already. I've got a headache, but I think I think I'm just a little bit tired. Uh, looking looking forward to a couple of chilled chilled nights. To be honest, I'm really knackered. But one of my lovely listeners came to me and said, "They, lo- you guys are loving the plant section now. So I think it's going to stay. I think we're going to talk about plants a little bit more, a little bit more often, because it seems to certainly be something that you guys like. So we'll stick to it. And one of the questions I was asked is, was for somebody that's really new to um, houseplants, is where do you start? What are good plants to start with? And I think there are some easy care houseplants that anybody can grow successfully. I think you've just got to be conscious of the fact that your plants need water. That's the most important thing. You know, you need water, you need food, but so does your plants. But you, if you just simply have such an insane lifestyle that you wouldn't even be able to do that, I would say cactus is probably a really good plant. It's, you know, it's it's... From novice to expert, you can successfully care for it with absolutely minimum effort as well. And that's largely due to the to the fact that they can store water. So the chances of you really killing a cactus would be quite slim. And they can survive in harsh desert environments where there's drought and that, you know, they have to sort of 
stick to water restrictions and things like that. So it'd be quite easy for you to look after one as long as you have at least a drainage hole. And the most common downfall for indoor growing cactuses is insufficient light and soil that stays too wet. So most indoor cacti only need to be watered once their soil is fully dried out. So they prefer a spot in a bright direct sunlight and very easy to look after. Then you can get a um, Sansiferia, which is one of my favorite plants actually. It's, it's, a, it's called a snake plant or uh, mother-in-law's tongue is another name for it. And it's regarded probably the easiest plant to look after. They are very easy into plants. They're beautiful. They grow really tall. They're semi-succulent leaves and water store if I'm saying this right, Rizimos, Rizimos, R-H-I-Z-O-M-E-R-S, Rizimos. So they don't require to be frequently watered. They can adapt to many different conditions. I have one in my bathroom. I get really good afternoon light in the bathroom and it just thrives quite happily there. And, you know, you don't have to water them too frequently. They can go weeks without being watered in like a typical indoor environment. They prefer to just be left alone. And as long as they're in direct sunlight or outdoors for the summers, they, they really appreciate being watered more frequently. But um, quite honestly, they're really easy to look after. Another one, a great one, is a monsteria. I have a great one in my bedroom. I love them. And they're a really easy plant. They're easy to care for. They tend to thrive in sort of indoor environments when they can grow really big and beautiful and they sort of can almost become like a piece of art or a focal point in your home. And their soil can dry out to about 75% and it won't make a dramatic statement and sort of die on you after that. But they're the fastest growers, they're the largest leaves and if you place monstera in a bright and direct sunshine, sort of like near the east or west facing windows, they really do grow quite well. Another one is called a ZZ plant. I actually don't have a ZZ plant, weirdly. It's one of the plants I don't own. But it's really easy, adaptable to a wide range of indoor conditions. They can tolerate low light. They, they don't need much water. In fact, they almost go dormant if you leave them alone after winter. And they sort of can be watered every four to six weeks. Or once a foil, so the foil, <laughs> the soil is fully dried out during these periods. And then they sort of wake themselves up in summer. And they can really be really stunning little plants, actually. So... Another one really, really good to look after, a, a, a pothos. I've got a golden poth pothos in my bathroom. I've actually got a silky pothos and a golden pothos. And it's also known as a Rapunzel plant. So they're beautiful, tough plant. They are so easy to propagate. They're amazing, adaptable plants. They can be neglected. They can continue to look beautiful. You can maintain its shape and color and even sort of give it low light corners for a surprisingly long time. But with them, they sort of, they like bright or indirect light and they're really, really simple to look after. I've actually, I've actually given offcuts of mine to many people. There's so many people that have offcuts from my plant. It's very cool. Uh, ponytail palms is another really easy one to grow. It's a um, desert-dwelling uh, ponytail palm, and they are low fuss in nature. They're really easy to look after. They've got like a bulb-like trunk, and that means they can sort of go a while between the watering as well. So it's great for new plant parents who 
you know, are trying to learn how to plant, how to sort of be plant mothers. I think it's a thin, playful leaf, which is very unique and sturdy trunk. So it makes it a real showstopper plant as well. Another really easy one is an aloe. It's a popular plant because it's very low maintenance. It's got a very forgiving personality and they also are the easiest plants to care for. But if you cut them off, they've got so many health benefits to you as well. So if you've got any cuts or bruises and things like that, you can actually cut them off and put them onto your cuts. They're great. And it's called a hedgehog aloe, which offers sort of distinctive shape and texture. And they are very happy in the south or west-facing windowsills. And you can avoid watering them too frequently as well. So if, especially if you really are learning about plants, it's it's another really great one. There is one which is called a prayer plant. Now, again, really good for beginners. It's a striking plant. It has very distinct patterns on the leaves. And it's a really unique sort of looking plant. And the leaves fold up at night. It's very cool. And they resemble uh, hands in prayer. So this dazzling display, along with the beginner-friendly care routine for it makes it a very cool different plant especially if you've never had a plant before and they do come from the rainforest in Brazil so they can tolerate a lot of low light conditions they do prefer to be watered or sort of if you want to put them with somewhere with a lot of boosts of humidity or overall they're just pretty pretty hardy they're really easy to look after a money tree is another one I have I've actually killed a money tree weirdly enough um I don't know what that means for my financial circumstances, but I have actually killed one. And I'll be honest about things that I've killed. I've killed loads of plants. And I think it's all trial and error. Not all plants are going to survive. Not all plants are going to be happy in your environment. It's it's a learning thing as well. But they do bring luck into your life without a hassle of, you know, of anything else. So they, they belong to positive energy and they bring good luck to the owners it's believed if you sort of believe that they're low maintenance and you know they're, they're lush green plants they've got a sturdy trunk and they bring a plant like a tropical flare into your home as well so they can tolerate low light situations they are also great for new hands-off plant owners as well they can sort of they have the ability to go a long period of time between watering and the plant prefers that if its soil is dried out then halfway down, and that's probably my problem. I probably overwatered mine. And you know, if you want to see it grow faster, then put it in direct sunlight and just watch it thrive. But there's so many different plants. These are probably some great ones to start with, especially if you're starting out, especially if you're new. And it might just be a little way to start your little plant journey more than anything else. I have to say, it's all about practice. It's it's re- once you get the hang of it and you get a plant to actually grow. It's a little, for me, it's a little bit addictive. I enjoy the the thrill of being able to keep a plant alive and to see it thrive and to grow and to become the plants that they are in my home. And I really do love my plants. They, they definitely are a massive feature for me. Guys, we've got this massive cost of living. All of our annual bills are coming in now, especially if you live in the UK. Our water bill for the year, our council tax, um, my TV, my I have a Virgin Media box um, that's gone up by fifteen pounds a month. My water went up by fifty six pounds a month. My council tax has gone up twenty pounds a month. It's just absolutely insane. This cost of living is crazy. The amount of money needed to cover our basic expenses at the moment, like housing and food and taxes and healthcare and all of those things, is 
it's it's I think everybody's trying to survive. I noticed that there's the Deliveroo and um, Just Eat announced today that they're getting rid of like 1,700 drivers because people are just not eating out. They're not getting takeaway because the cost of living, we, all of our basics are going to the cost of living at the moment and one in five people are struggling to meet the rising costs in our energy bills, our petrol, our food. I bought three little bags of groceries yesterday, which is probably about a week and a half of groceries. I didn't buy that much meat. I bought some chicken breasts I bought a pack of chicken breast, beef, uh, mince. I, I had in my freezer, I had pork already and I had uh, chicken thighs. So it wasn't a lot of meat. I bought vegetables, uh, a tiny bit of body, uh, you know, bathroom, like bubble bath and body wash and stuff like that. Um, no snacks. There was no fruit in there. There was no cupboard stock. Okay, I had tin tomatoes, but there really wasn't much. And I paid £95 yesterday. I mean, I used to do that for my full month shopping when I moved to the UK 12 years ago. Now I'm doing that for a week. It's just crazy. And I live by myself. That's the scariest part. It's not like I'm feeding a family. I'm feeding one or two people. That's all I'm feeding. That's That's it. It's just crazy how expensive it is. But we're all struggling. So I thought I'd look at some tips. And I found a website which is called Ben Support for Life. And it had some advice on how to reduce costs. So these advice I have taken from there. Uh, feel free to go and have a look at it. There's an article on how to help, um, for me, reduce your cost of living. So the first thing is track your spending and set a budget. So the first step is you know, to reduce your cost of living is to manage your money and set a budget. Now, I'm just as bad as this. I don't always do this. I sort of have an understanding as to what I can spend every month at the end of the month. You know, I'll spend within a certain budget and that that's that's how I get through. But, you know, we all have a lot going on and haggle where you can. A lot of people are looking for ways that might be able to save money on the services that they use every day. This includes your phone, your broadband, your TV services. If your bills are going up and you're on a promo deal that ends, switching isn't the only way to cut costs. You can also haggle to get a better deal. Like I'm going to phone the Virgin Media and be like, hey, I can't afford this £15 increase a month. What other deals can you give me? What other savings can you give me? Or I'm going to look at their competitors and see what their competitors can offer me at the moment. Things like turning down your thermostat. I know it's been cold. It's been, you know, not, it's, you know, the energy bills are are really cutting, you know, really getting high and hot water costs as well. So if you can turn your water down, even by just one, uh, your water, your heating down by one degree, I believe it can save you about 80 pounds a year. Um, chop your uh, chop your food spend. So food shopping is one of the biggest costs that we have to budget for. So look for ways that you can m- save money. You know, look for uh, cheaper stores. You know, instead of shopping at Waitrose, shop a little. Go to stop getting takeaways and get healthier meals. You know, draw up weekly meal plans and work on the ingredients so that you can shop and do something that will fit all of those meals together. And choosing veg over meat and fish can sometimes really help to cut costs. Now, I am—I will never be a vegetarian. I will never be a vegan. It's just not something that I personally, for my personal health and my personal diet, will ever do. So I understand that using that advice is very controversial because it's not something that I will personally do. But switch off standby. So you can save up to 40 pounds a year by turning off your appliances that are in standby mode. So I leave 
appliances plugged into the walls but actually turn them off at the walls as well you can change your led bulbs that you use less electricity and hopefully um you know you cut your fuel costs if you change your vehicle to a lighter vehicle load um that can help with with savings as well embrace energy efficient appliances i'm trying to cook a lot more now from my um slow cooker i mean my uh ninja foodie than i am from my oven and I'm just, I put the tumble dryer on all the time. I'm constantly just drying dog grooming tiles and things like that. But you could reduce your electricity usage by not using those things. Um, you know, using appliances that are more cost effective. And don't don't let your savings go down the drain. So there's things like taking a shorter shower. You can save on your energy bills. Some of us soak in the bath, but you can swap it to one bath a week. It can make a massive difference to your water bill. It could save you up to 20 pounds a year on your energy bills by using your washing machine more carefully. I now try and do quicker cycles than sort of like, you know, long temperature cycles. So my machine isn't being used as much. Um, you know, you could, if you own your house and you have a spare room, you could rent it out, use it for like an Airbnb for some extra cash. You can rent out your driveway, especially if you sort of, you know, if you've got a nearby events or sporting events, you could help pay your mortgage or things like that. And there's so many different websites at the moment that you could use that could give you some advice. Citizens Advice Bureau is out there for debt and money, money management. And remember that if you're struggling to make ends meet, that there are organizations out there that are going to be there to help you. And they're going to be there to help you try and you know, get to the bottom of it and find ways that you can pay those bills and pay those expenses. So there are things that we can all do. I know I'm just as bad as everybody else. But uh, hopefully with this crazy cost of living crisis that's going on at the moment, I just hope everybody's okay out there. I hope your family's okay, that your grandmother's got tea and coffee and some biscuits and check on those around you. You know, every now and again, maybe make somebody a, a meal, make a neighbor a nice meal. Because I think we're all really struggling at the moment. So it's just madness. But as I mentioned, I spent some time with my wonderful family this weekend. It was so great. My nephew finally can say my name. And then when he walks into a room and sees me, he knows my name, which is so cool. He calls my name across the room. It's very cool. But spending time with family can actually be really important. And, you know, in this day and age of social media and consistent screen time, more and more of us are actually becoming less social in the ways that we that we were. And it's essential for our mental and our physical well-being that we actually spend time with our families. And we need in-person interaction to recap and to benefit from social, social connections. And those experiences can also create less loneliness. It can cultivate meaningful relationships and it can help include a social network and a committed relationship. So, But the advantage of spending time with family is that it can increase happiness and satisfaction. Studies have shown that spending time with your family can help reduce stress and anxiety, lead to a healthier lifestyle and strengthening your life. Now, I understand that we not all of us out there have healthy, beneficial relationships with our families. And I get that. Some of us have chosen our family over insisting on being with family. And I get that. And I get that we all have different circumstances. So this is in the ideal world when everybody has sunshine and roses and everybody has a happy family life. So I, I completely get that this 
is not going to suit everybody. And not everybody has what I have in a very strong and safe family environment. So please, if you don't have that and you're going, oh, well, this is bullshit, this is bullshit advice, I'm so sorry because this is this is meant for for my listeners that do have that. And if you don't have that and you have a chosen family, then see this advice for your chosen family. Spending time with them will help reduce your step your stress help with anxiety help with a healthier lifestyle and strengthen your life so family family doesn't have to be in the full sense of blood it can be the your chosen family family gives you motivation it can be seen as a version of yourself and I think that my family put up with all of my nonsense I can just be myself I can be a complete raging lunatic bitch or I could be the nicest kindest person and no matter what I feel loved and supported and there and they feel like they're there for me and family is so important because it provides so much strength for me. It's 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 a constructive principle and it improves your my mental health. And spending time with my family is really key to my development. And I think for Callum, who's my little nephew and still growing and under the age of two, it I think it promotes adaptability and re- resilience. And I think that there's so much lessons that can be learned and taught by family members and coaching each other regarding life's up and downs. And family is what makes us who we are. So, you know, it can improve your mental health. It can help children perform well academically. And average children who spend time with their family tend to do better at school. They learn communication skills, which is important for education. It can help with their assignments, their concepts, their reinforcing the facts and their success as well. So just asking about your day and what you learned about can show your children how much that you care as well. It can lower risk of behavioral problems. Children who spend time with their family have shown to have less behavioral issues such as violence or, you know, substance abuses. They can receive a positive attitude or positive behavior. It increases their desire to continue their health patterns. Being with family and doing activities together also provides an outlet for pent-up emotions that can otherwise lead to unhealthy decisions. Family is so important when it comes to a child or a teenager that brings problems to you because your advice can allow them to become more equipped to cope with problems and to be more positive. It can boost self-confidence. Spending time with your family builds confidence for all of its members. And parents can teach children to build their self-esteem through specific skills like problem-solving and communication. It can help your children better themselves as parents and create their parenting skills when they're older in an atmosphere in their own future homes. So family is so important because through your example, your kids learn important caregiving skills they can use one day. They may even practice coping behavior and interact with siblings. Teaching effective conflict resolution is another really important one. You know, when times are difficult or kids fight, you can walk away Or you can learn how to work together to solve issues that come up. And spending time with family teaches important communication skills, which includes healthy, constructive ways to discuss debates and to solve problems as well. It can reduce stress. I think I mentioned that already. Um, It enhances physical health. It can lengthen your lifespan as well. I think I did also mention that. So I've written this all down, and I think I wrote it down twice. But spending time with your family can have incredible benefits 
for social net. Oh, I've said all, I'm repeating myself over and over and over again today. So I'm going to stop talking about that. I feel like I'm lecturing anyway. This, I looked at any cool facts or any cool things that are coming up in March. I was sort of looking for ideas for my podcast. And on the 23rd of March, which will be um, tomorrow, there is a chip and dip. It's chip and dip day. So chip and dip day is easy to make and enjoy um, cooking classes for you and your loved ones. You can do chips and dips and it's a national chip and dip day. The 24th of March is national cocktail day. So you can have cocktails. So that's, that will be Friday. So I think that's a really good one to try. And the 31st of March is crayon day. So it's a day full of coloring books and relaxation. So if you guys are looking for anything cool to do over the next couple of days, you can use it as a really good excuse that is cocktail day or crayon day or chip and dip day for your diet. So you can think of all those things. <laughs> guys, um, last week's podcast, um, last week's podcast, last week's conundrum. I have to be honest, when I started this podcast, I actually didn't go and look if anybody had given me the answers. And I'm so sorry. I bulldozed through and started the podcast. And while I was already talking, I went, oh, you didn't do that. So I'm so sorry if any of you guys got it right. I'm sorry I didn't give you the shout out. I'm pretty sure Mish would have got it anyway, but I'm so sorry. I haven't gone to have a look. But how far can you walk into the woods? How far can you walk into the woods? And I like this one. I thought this one made me really think. And the answer is halfway because after that, you're walking out. And I loved that. I thought that was such a cool fact and such a cool thing to think about. So this week's podcast, I, I've got a feeling I've done this conundrum before, but I couldn't remember. So if I have apologies, it seemed familiar, but I didn't know if it was familiar because I've read it before or if it's familiar because I've given this conundrum before. And it's where does today come, um, where does today come before tomorrow? Where does today come before tomorrow? So send me your answers. Let me know if I have done it before because I can't remember. And that means I need to sort of find some new conundrums if I have already given this one. Then I'm sort of recycling my own conundrums now, which is not what I want to do. I've fallen onto plant TikTok and I've never in my life been happier. And I am watching a new TikTok. It's called Epic Gardening. And he's basically creating a self-sustaining property. He's bought a property. I'm not quite sure where he lives in the States, but he is making it a self-sufficient garden and he's got chickens and he's living off his own rainwater and he's feeding crows. And it just, I'm so fascinated by what he's doing. He's got solar paneling, paneling on his roof and he is completely trying to make a self-sustaining property. And it's fascinating. I'm really enjoying it. So if you like gardening and things like that like I do this is a really great one to go and follow guys um, interesting and if you've got anybody else you think I should follow on TikTok always let me know because I'm always looking for somebody new to follow and new pages as well but this week I'm going to leave you with a saying that actually came from Nicole Kidman and she said life has got all of these twists and turns you've got to hold on tight and off you go and I want you guys this week to find some happiness and positivity. Find one thing in your home that makes you happy and makes your home feel like your home. And I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And I can't wait to chat to you again next week, everybody. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.